This is the Utterly Nonsense Podcast, a weekly show where we explore the latest topics in entertainment, but mostly the stuff that matters to us. You can find us on YouTube, Spotify, iTunes, Google Music, Anchor, SoundCloud, almost anywhere you can get your podcasts. And it'll always be free. But if you're listening to this, I assume you already know that. Because how else would you find us? I have no idea. So we're back, again, this time with Mike. Because CJ is gone. I killed him. No, I didn't. He'll be back next week. He's in Philadelphia. Yeah. <laughs> he's born and raised. Yeah, he's at NBS convention. So, um, what I'm going to do here, I think, is split this into two parts, because we have two main topics to get to tonight, and instead of the usual five or six. So, But for the audio platforms, this will be one big episode, and on YouTube, it'll just be two clipped parts, hopefully both coming out on the Friday that you're listening to this. So the first thing... I will say that we should delve into is news about the CW, DC shows, what's going on, Arrow's getting cancelled, Crisis on Infinite Earths is happening, there's rumors all over the place that I thought were just rumors at first, but evidently not. So there's this website called We Got This Covered. Now, I've never seen it before, I didn't look into it, so when I first saw these rumors, I thought, okay, unsubstantiated, whatever. So the first thing I saw is they said that Arrow and Supergirl would be having their last seasons, the, you know, the next seasons that they would be airing. And I thought, oh, what's, what's that? That's rubbish. And then what do we see on Wednesday? Arrow season eight going to be the last season with only 10 episodes. Official news. But it wasn't canceled. It was not canceled, but it is being ended. It is, unfortunately. And apparently this is part of, as this We Got This Covered article said from an unnamed inside source, a restructuring at the DC TV realm that is all going to happen with this crisis on Infinite Earths, kind of like it did in the comics. But I'm guessing since Flash isn't being ended or canceled that he's not going to die. Supergirl, I don't know. I don't think she's going to die because they didn't say it's ending. But it still could get canceled after its eighth season if it has a full run. Wait, Supergirl? Yeah. I you think it, it will get eight seasons. Not, oh, not eighth season. Whatever is the next season that it, it has. I think it's on, like, season four now, so it should be season five. Yeah, because they had another article, this this website, that says Supergirl is in danger of being canceled due to low ratings. Well, it is. It's it's terrible, this season, man. Yeah, well, I want to know because I don't watch it or really keep up with it. You only watch Legends and uh, Arrow, right? And Flash. And, uh, yeah. Legends, where the hell is it, man? It's not coming back. It is coming back. In April, in April right? Yeah. yeah. I hope... and. Oh no! You know what it said? the The original article that they said they had said um, Arrow and Legends of Tomorrow were getting the axe, but nothing's been said about Legends. I hope that one's gonna stick around because that's my favorite. Did, do you keep up with that? Uh, I was, yeah. Um, what was the last episode? What happened? Ah, uh, it was after the Rory. No, not Rory. Uh, the girl that's posing as Mari went back and like fixed the timeline, right? With Constantine. Yeah, yeah. Posing as no, no. She's posing as um. Not Amari, isn't... Oh, no, Zari is the other uh, one with the wind. Yeah. 
Amaya. I don't know. Amaya. The, 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 Amaya. Amaya, yes. Yes, I think that was the last one. God, they're so forgettable. I know, but it's still fun. It, it's almost like... The reason why I like it is because each episode is kind of independent from the other. It's just a new adventure, and they can essentially make up any reason for them to have to time travel, so it could just keep going on. But I don't know if it's a budgetary thing that they might get rid of it or not. I hope they don't. Now, Arrow, on the other hand, I'm kind of sad that it's going, but I think it's time. Because let's face it, when was the last time it was really good? Without saying, oh, it's good, but what have you thought about Arrow through the seasons? One and two were great. Three yeah. three was a letdown as much. Like, I, it didn't feel that way at the time. But when it was over, I was like, there was, it didn't feel like much. And then four was, uh, five was good. Six. Yep. Yeah. Six, I felt like I liked it, but I can't remember it. And seven so far has been good, but it's just, there's some letdowns. There's like no main villain. Yeah, well, I guess it's this Dante guy now. Is he a terrorist? Is he a supervillain? I don't know what the hell. He just came out of nowhere, and, and they're like, like secretly for the whole first part of the prison story arc, which I actually liked. I, I enjoyed that. And then as soon as he got out, it started going down. They're like, yeah, we were tracking this uh, terrorist organization or something. We have a lead. We're getting the Suicide Squad, but we can't call it that because of trademark, copyright. And uh, yeah, well, that went to hell. And so did uh, Diaz in the last episode. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, so I guess whoever this uh, Dante man is, not from Devil May Cry, <laughs> I guess he's the villain. Featuring Dante from Devil May Cry. <laughs> Dante from the Devil May Cry series, Devil May Cry 5, out now. Oh, that just came out today too, didn't it? Yeah, I believe it did. Um, I mean, at midnight it will be coming out on Friday. Yeah, on the 8th, which is today, when this episode is airing. <laughs> but um, yeah, season 6 was the whole, it started out with some hacker guy from the end of uh five i think uh, all i know is he was ben from lost and, and he, he's like uh I, I oh yeah that's to... right they put together a team of supervillains. yeah i have to get revenge and then everyone go- betrays him and then it's all about diaz yeah that's right i thought was kind of weak and then well actually they've been kind of building with emiko and uh dante together yeah that that was a what the twist she's working for the bad guy why who knows do you even care at this point What's going on with their flash forwards? What is that all about? I think they're just trying to set like that the Legends timeline didn't happen anymore, but it's still going to happen in a way. But maybe they're just going to lead it up to where all the kids take over for their fallen parents. Ah, yeah, I guess that makes sense to show that there will be a team arrow in the future. Yeah. Because uh, yeah, we really have no idea what even is the setting of what's happening. They just allude that vigilantes are all banned again, and they're either underground in the glades, which is, I guess, separate than the main city. Well, the thing is that if Oliver dies next year during the fucking Crisis on Infinite Earth, does that mean... Wait, is it Crisis on Infinite Earth, or is it Infinite Crisis? Which one was it? Which one are they doing? It's Crisis on Infinite Earth. Yeah. Uh, they're reusing the crisis name because I guess they thought they wouldn't get it a second time after Earth X. Maybe they pushed that because they knew Stephen Amell's like departure would be coming up, and that's why they didn't wait till 2024 for the Flash. Yeah, right. Like I feel like that was what it was culminating to. It would make sense, but I guess <laughs> now that's changed. Maybe overall they decided all the CW, all the DC CW shows were becoming stale on their own, so they decided to like 
push the Infinite Crisis, and maybe that will revert it to like one big show or maybe two shows. Because you know, mm, Black like... Black Lightning will finally cross over next year. Then is it going to? It should. If it's going to be Infinite Earth, it is a DC Earth. I feel like it should, but I, I don't know. It's like kind of in a spot now where I like that it's it's kind of kept local. There's not anything really big or conspiratorial. It's just there's a crime guy and he's getting people with superpowers. Like the Bang Babies to fight the main guy. But, I mean, I can see if they have a crossover, then, yeah, it would be the time to do it. And the best part is that there's no proof that Black Lightning doesn't exist on Earth-1 and just stays out of everything else because they do say that there's other superheroes in other cities in, like, Black Lightning number one. I mean, first episode. Yeah, yeah. So it could possibly just be on Earth-1 or even Earth-2 or Earth-38. Who knows? Yeah, just... but I think that that is a good point that the shows are kind of getting stale on their own. I mean, with Flash, I think I've been saying that. We've been saying that on this show oh. for a while. That Flash is just repeating itself. Speaking of Flash, did you like the Godzilla vs. King Kong? I Well, you mean uh, <laughs> King Shark, Grodd? <laughs> yeah. Honestly, those are my two least favorite characters, so I don't even bother. I, I just don't want to see them. It's, it's, it's just big CG things crashing into each other. I don't think Grodd is an interesting character, and King Shark is just, you know, he's just a monster. Grodd was interesting in the first two seasons, but then he just comes back one episode a year to, like, fuck them up. Yeah, he's like, hey guys, remember me? Rah! He's like Reverse Flash. Just leave him alone. Yeah, at least Reverse Flash is cool. (laughs) Yeah, so, I feel like the shows are somewhat stale, and I think Stephen Amell alluded to that. He had a whole video where he talked about it, and he says they kind of want to end on a high note, but... I have an article from Cinema Blend Did you? that says Arrow is not doing nearly as well in the ratings these days. So they're already kind of stale. It said their ratings were, uh, I think, the lowest aside from Black Lightning, but that's it's uh, the level of ratings were similar similar to Black Lightning. Did you? Uh, Stephen Amell said that uh, if you haven't been, if you really think I will be gone, you haven't been paying attention to the universe so i guess he was saying like maybe he'd do cameos after that so maybe he's gonna retire oh uh, yeah yeah obviously he'll come back now and then as green arrow i mean why wouldn't he but like arrow's gonna end completely so they're not gonna have emiko take over so that kind of alludes to the fact that maybe she gets taken down at the end of the season maybe well she is working with the bad guy because she doesn't show up in the future so yeah she's not even mentioned I yeah, that's another thing. Like she just comes out of nowhere. She's like, "Oh hi, I I trained for a year as 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 the Green Arrow, I guess. And now I can do everything he can, but I can do better." The fuck is this? She's like, I don't know. She just wasn't built up very well. Just kind of comes into his life. She comes into his show. Comes into his life. I I guess it's just to throw him a curveball. But yeah, I, I I hope. I wish he went back to prison. That that was fun. <laughs> But, yeah, I, I really think Infinite Crisis will change most of the shows next year. Yeah, it could. Because, uh, yeah, I feel like with Arrow, he's just about crossed off the last name in his uh, father's book. And so is the show. Writers don't know where to go with it. But uh, as far as Legends, I do, on this same website, now, I'm not saying all these are true, but because they got that one thing right, and they got it so almost exact, I will acknowledge these other rumors that they're developing a new Constantine show, which I think if they do, they should put it on the DC Universe streaming service because he really belongs in a place where they can put all the, you know, more adult stuff into it. On Legends, he's really watered down. Don't forget about Batwoman. 
Yeah, yeah. Uh, Batwoman is probably, I'm guessing we'll take Arrow's time slot in the second half of the whole programming season next year. Yeah. Which, you know what? I think I'll watch that because I have been kind of itching for something with a bat somebody in it for a while. And I know there's Gotham, but that's that's Gotham. That's not Batman. It's like everything around Batman, but not him. And I still don't understand how they how they do that. You have all of his villains. You have all of these things that should be happening. It's like, it's like Smallville. He fought everybody before he was supposed to fight them, before he was Superman. And uh, I don't really get it, but I guess I'll give it a chance. Now, something that I have elected to, to give no more chances to is Supergirl. I said I was sad about Arrow. I am not sad about that. Because here's the thing. They want to do, like, politics of the week as the inspiration for all their stories. That won't age well. You want to do something related to struggles of humanity? Take Star Trek, for example. And I know what you're going to say. Gene Roddenberry, oh, well, he was an atheist socialist, and the whole socialism system of uh, the future Earth and that thing is not realistic. Okay, granted, but the focus of each episode are issues that you can relate to even today, even back in 1967 where they were making these episodes. They knew how to come out different issues of humanity and morality in a way that you could watch it today, and these are still relevant. They're still great examinations of issues that I think we'll contend with forever and have always contended with. Unlike Supergirl, where it's like, oh my god, Trump said this. We need more women power. We need more this and that. Blah, 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 blah. That's not going to age well. Your show's going to suck. It sucked. Good riddance. Uh, do, you, do you have any thoughts on that? Kind of blowing air here. I mean, Supergirl is just... It's always about, like... The whole alien thing is supposed to be about racism. And it's always about how women love can overcome any problem. It's really bad because Superwoman, like, I mean, Supergirl, they're like, hey, she's so powerful and she's all this, but she gets fucking punched by humans and, like, gets damaged. That's like when people are faster than the Flash or he just has zero reaction time, unless it's convenient for him to have it. But yeah, so, Arrow, I will salute you for getting all this whole thing kick-started and for putting on a decent two and a half seasons Pretty good fifth season. Good first seventh season. Hopefully you'll end out on a good note. And uh, Supergirl, uh, if you're getting canceled, well, all I have to say is hasta la vista, baby. I don't think they're being canceled. I think they're being merged. Maybe. And hello to a Superman series if that that ever gets made. Hopefully they fix his suit. So speaking of ham-fisted, feminist-focused superhero characters, let's talk about Captain Marvel again. Because that seems to be a popular topic when we talk about it. Yeah. So, the movie comes out today as this airs. Well, actually, on the Thursday night that we're recording, it has, you know, the early screenings and whatnot. Hell yeah. But I think what is there to discuss at the present moment is some critic reviews. Because, obviously, they're saying this is the big woman empowerment movie. It's the big feminist icon for Marvel. They've been gunning for that whole diversity angle for a while now in the comics, which didn't sell, and now they're putting it in the movie and they want you to see it. Because this is going to be the one to beat Thanos, Kevin Feige said. Thanos! So, uh, let's look at some review scores here. So, Rotten Tomatoes, right now, from critics, is at an 82% approval rating. Meaning 82% of them didn't give it a low enough score for it to be like, you know, I guess rotten or whatever it's called. So, 82% say, yeah, it's okay, you watch it. 
But on Metacritic, which doesn't work on an approval rating, it goes on an average score basis from critics, is at a 65. Which implies that while critics may be recommending it or saying that it's good enough to watch, they're not that crazy about it. 65 is not that great. That's a little above average. Now, for comparison's sake, let's look at Alita Battle Angel. On Rotten Tomatoes, that has a 59% from critics, 94% for audience. Critics don't really like that. They disrecommend it. Audiences love it, which we've talked about previously. On Metacritic, 54 average for critics, 8.7 for audience. So, indicates a little consistency there with Rotten Tomatoes. Now, let's look at Star Wars The Last Jedi, where a ton of people hated this fucking movie. 91% approval for critics, 44% for audience score. And on Metacritic, 85 average score for critics and only 4.4 for user score. So, what does this tell us? Like I said, while the majority of critics, and we don't have an audience score yet for Captain Marvel, that'll be a whole nother thing. If, if the uh, want-to-see rating is any indication, it won't be good. It could be another Last Jedi thing. But yeah, what we're seeing is, while critics are recommending Captain Marvel, they're not that enthusiastic about it. Whereas with The Last Jedi, even though a lot of people hated it, critics really liked it. And with Alita, it's, it's like the opposite. So, well, what's Marvel's strategy going to be? If this movie is an audience bomb and they really want you to like this movie because this is going to be their Thanos-defeating character, what are they going to do when Endgame comes out? What's going to be their plan? I don't know. Aren't they supposed to be revealing another villain? I have, I have no idea. What... Did, did you see the Lego sets? I did not. There's supposedly Lego sets that were even leaked that uh, reveal, like, the compound battle that has, like, uh, Captain America, Hulk, and Captain Marvel fighting Thanos and Outrider? Who? Someone called Outrider, who looks pretty much like the Iron Spider from the comics, but with all black. And then they have another set that has two Outriders with uh, Thanos, so I guess maybe he found new, like, Shatari? I don't know. I'm just going to call it goons. (laughs) Goons to face, or mini-bosses, maybe. But, so, yeah, we're pretty sure he won't have the Infinity Gauntlet anymore, because that looked pretty wrecked at the end of Infinity War, so... Uh, I don't know. What is he going to do? How is he going to fight them? Well, they're going to go back in time and get, the other, get it before he uses it. How are they going to go back in time without the time stone? Quantum realm. Okay. Uh, explain this. Explain for the uninitiated. Dude, dude, I don't know. The whole theory is that they're going to go with Ant-Man to the quantum realm, and they're going to be able to travel back in time. All right. Well, whatever. It's, a, it's as good an explanation of, as any. They also said that the quantum realm is going to play an important part in Captain Marvel. But it did not come up once. Hmm. Now, I know you say you don't want to give a big review, but you did see the movie. I did. So, all of the things that we've talked about it thus far, all the power comparisons and the controversy and the marketing, all of that aside, what did you think of it just in terms of uh, quality and story and actors? Just good, bad, shit, watch, don't watch? I'd say for the three-fourths of the movie that I enjoyed, watch it. However, you know, based on just what they've said about Captain Marvel, about her being the strongest, there is going to be a giant fucking ass pull. And that's what it is. That's why I gave the movie a 7.5 out of 10, because the last fucking quarter of the movie pissed me off. 
I feel like you're being pretty generous with the rating. Brie Larson did a great job, like as a charis- as like charismatic. Oh my god, charismatic, charismatic, charismatic character. And uh, I liked her like throughout the movie. I liked Brie Larson when she was just being her, but then, aha, I'm God, and I just completely lost it. I just started telling people in the theater, I was like, I hate this movie, I hate this movie, I hate this movie. <laughs> well, I would go on the philosophy, it's not how you start, it's how you finish. So if it didn't finish well, I don't know. But how accurate do you think the trailers were? How accurate of a picture did the trailers portray of the movie? <sighs> trailers don't do it justice, I don't think. The trailers played up to be like, uh, I really didn't want to see the movie based off the trailers, but after watching the movie, the trailers were kind of misleading. They, like, lead it on immediately that she's going to be this, like, most powerful character, and she's not. Not in the beginning. Not in the beginning. No. But then she is. Yeah. Later on. Fucking asshole. <laughs> now, you said you didn't want to see it at first, but then you did anyway. Why? Uh, MCU. Right. Brand loyalty. Now, here's something I wanted to get into. Brand loyalty is a thing that's been going on forever. And I don't know if it's like a, I don't know, a human in-group, out-group thing, or like you invest yourself in a brand and you feel like you have to go see it through. But I don't really feel this. And this isn't just, it's not just Captain Marvel that I'm singling out that I'm not going to see because ah, women are bad. No, it's, it's not that. I, I didn't even see Black Panther. Oh my god, he's a racist too. No, wait, let me finish. I didn't see the new Ant-Man. I didn't see the first Ant-Man in theaters. I didn't see the latest Spider-Man either. Did I see Doctor Strange? I think I did. Just because the visuals looked kind of interesting. But my point is, is that I just don't see a movie if I'm not interested in it. Like, I, at first, maybe, I, yeah, I would have seen all the Marvel movies, especially, like, when Guardians of the Galaxy first came out. I was like, what the hell is this? These characters look goofy. Although, actually, I think the trailer did attract me to seeing it. So I can't say that the trailers were put me off to it, and then I saw it anyway. No, the trailers were good. But I didn't know the characters, so I didn't have any investment on them beyond just watching the trailer. But it worked out. I liked Guardians of the Galaxy, and I still do. I like the sequel. But I don't feel like I have to see every Marvel movie, every DC movie, every DC show. And I feel like sometimes people kind of grip on to these brands too heavily, and they defend it. When something comes out and it's controversial, they feel the need that they have to come at it from an angle or attack it too harshly. Because they feel possessive of the characters, and if it strays, then, you know, they really come down hard on the companies. But I feel like at this point, I'm just like, eh, if it's good, it's good. If it's not, well, move on to something else. There's so many other things that you can direct your attention at that. I don't know. I find it increasingly laborious to get angry at these sort of movies and properties because it's very easy, I think, for people who are interested in a certain creative aspect or uh, agenda or message that they want to get through to co-opt the production of something like this. Like, like with Star Trek Discovery, there was, as I said before, a whole controversy about that. And then Star Wars. And now Marvel. And then the comics. And then the movies. And then the television. Like Supergirl. There's always going to be some shit that somebody's trying to pull that somebody's not going to like. And I feel like you just have to, at some point, filter it out, or you're going to drive yourself insane. I, I don't know. How do you, How do you feel? Am I too long-winded here, or like, does this make sense? No, it makes sense. Because, you know, not, not that I'm even criticizing you for seeing it, because I know that, you know, that's just what... Oh, oh, you're not going to criticize me. What did you write? Hold on, let's see. What did you write to me? <laughs> yeah, I did send him a, a keen message on Facebook. 
Why are you wasting money on that trash? Why are you watching this trash? It's because I posted all the our videos on your comment, damn it, and you watched it anyway. <laughs> I warned you. It was going to piss you off. It was the deviation from the comics that really pissed me off. Yeah, yeah, well, I know you do know the comics, you know, even a lot better than I do, so that's that's the angle that you'll come at it with. Me, I, I'm at this point, I'm just, is it a good movie? Was it a good adaptation? Did they use the properties well? And, yeah. I just don't like when they take something like this and they use it to uh, broadly convey a haphazardly constructed message. Which, I don't know, did you get the sense that it was doing doing something like that? Like it was really gunning for the whole women empowerment? No, actually. Yeah. And I, I had a feeling like that would just be mainly a marketing thing. I mean, a bunch of people, or there were a bunch of posts and articles that did kind of play it up a lot. So, and again... I guess it's when it comes down to marketing, that is ultimately what will make me see a movie or not. Because if if I can base it on all of the images and information that you're using to preview it, then what am I going to base my want to see on it? And I guess that's why the want to see rating went all the way down. It's because people don't want to have this kind of stuff shoved in their face and saying, this is the morally correct thing. If you don't agree with it, then you're just wrong. So if you don't like this movie, you're wrong. Like, maybe that's not exactly what they say, but that's the feeling that I get and I think a lot of people get. Yeah, it was... Outside of the movie, it's... Uh, Brie Larson claims she didn't say what everyone says she did. And everyone's, like, angry about the movie because they think Brie Larson said that straight white males shouldn't see it. But other people are like, no, all she said is that she'd like more diversity in her audience. And honestly, the movie itself doesn't really call for my more diversity. The movie tells a straightforward plot story, and it doesn't. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't really make it a feminist issue or a race issue. There's none of that. Not been, none of them are like relevant themes. Yeah, well, I did see her quote, and specifically, I'm pretty sure she was referring to the kind of people who interviews her. Yeah. At all the different press junkets, like she's saying that there's too many white press members who are male. Yeah. So. And again, with the what we were talking about last week about Wonder Woman being directed by a woman, I could almost, I can kind of see a little bit her point of view where she's saying that a writer's voice or an artist's voice is sometimes dependent on their background. And I get that. So she's saying, I want to be interviewed by more different people so that their perspective based on their background can have a say in all of this different discourse about the movie. But the way she came at it, was just wrong. And and she tried to, like, you know, back it up as she was saying it. And she's like, now, this doesn't mean I hate white guys. Yeah, but you're kind of making it sound like that. And it's going to rub people the wrong way. And that's a big mistake on when, when you have a movie or anything that has this much writing on it. Like, this is going to be the big, this is the lead-in to the big conclusion of all of their 10 or 11 years worth of work. So, yeah. I don't know. It is what it is. It will be what it will be. And what it will be is utterly nonsense. And you can listen to full episodes of this podcast on any platform where you can find us and watch the clip segments during the week on YouTube. But like I said, this time we'll only have, uh, if you're listening to this on audio, which this you won't hear this if you're on YouTube. But uh, yeah, you'll have the main two parts of this on YouTube on the day of Friday, the 8th of March. So we won't have segments during the next week, but you can look forward to another episode the week after that. 
And you can also check us out on social media, all the links of which will be in the description. Yes, they will. So I'm John. He's Mike. I'm Mike. And as always, it's not news, it's nonsense. 8 music, play us the fuck out. <laughs> <laughs>